Welcome to the Retirement Plan Playbook. I'm Brent Pasqua, and I'm joined here by Matthew Thiel and Joshua Lerswijk. We have another quarantine podcast coming from our home. Josh and I are currently at our homes in Ranch Cucamonga. Matthew's in Los Angeles. And this is episode 23. This is a special edition episode. We're going to cover the CARES Act, but how it actually affects business owners. And for anyone who hasn't heard, the CARES Act is and stands for the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. And we're going to cover the Paycheck Protection Program within the CARES Act. I think it's very helpful for business owners uh, to find out how all of this is going to impact them during this time, how they can potentially inject some money into their business to try and avoid or limit the amount of layoffs that they do for their current employees, and how they can sort of weather this storm until the economy really gets fired back up and start it again, because it does sound like it's going to take some time before the economy really gets full on and, and running again like it was. It sounded like it may be a slow startup. So I guess the first question, Joshua, I have is, what actually is this Paycheck Protection Program? Uh, the Payroll Protection Program is a loan by the SBA to business owners or businesses that have been impacted by the current coronavirus crisis. And who is actually eligible to collect money for this program? So businesses that, to, to be eligible, businesses that have 500 or less employees, um, that's one uh, criteria you have to qualify for. And then the business must be facing economic uncertainty uh, due to COVID-19 as well. And how much can a business owner or business receive from this program? So the, the max they can receive is two times the average monthly payroll cost prior to the loan. So prior to uh, the crisis, you'll take your monthly, your monthly payroll cost times that by 2.5, and the cap is $10 million uh, for the payroll protection program, or also dubbed PPP. So it's two and a half times the average monthly payroll cost then. You got it. Capped at 10 million. You got it. So Matthew, what are the costs included in the payroll? Yeah, so let's go through a, uh, a numerical example. Um, but first we'll start with, like you said, the costs. The first thing that goes into it is the salary, wages, and commissions. And unfortunately it's capped at 100,000 per employee. So if you have a, an employee who's making 150,000, they only really account for 100 as far as the program's concerned. Um, you also include payment for vacation, parental, family, medical, or sick leave, any healthcare benefit payments or insurance premium payments. And then finally, uh, any retirement plan benefits. So that would be 401k matches. That gets included in the cost as well. The, but like I said, the salary portion, just the salary portion, so it's slightly confusing, is capped at 100000 so anybody who's making, let's say, two hundred thousand, employee that works for a company that makes two hundred, for the calculation purpose, only a hundred thousand dollars of their salary counts towards the calculation. Correct. And how does somebody actually calculate this out? Because it seems like there's a lot involved here. Yeah, uh, don't worry. I, I came up with a quick and dirty, very easy to follow numerical example. Um, let's say that you're a business owner and your annual payroll is $120,000. What that means is your average monthly payroll is $120,000 divided by 12 because there's 12 months in a year. So your average monthly payroll is $10,000. 
That means your max loan amount would be the $10,000 times the 2.5 that Josh was talking about, and we get to $25,000. So that's the max loan you can receive from this program. And things that need to be added to that calculation would be some of the things that you just previously mentioned, vacation, family sickness, benefits, those things like that, correct? Yeah. And if you want, you could Google um, for calculators for this and they'll, they'll help you out. I know for ours, I used a, a spreadsheet that is created by Permanent Equity, which is a, a private equity company that works with business owners. And then I also we also use Lindio.com, which has a, a, a payroll calculator on there as well. It sounds like, and this has only been rolled out for a few days, it sounds like there are some challenges and people applying. What are some of those challenges and how are people navigating through them? Oh, it's an absolute disaster, man. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It sounds like it's been an absolute disaster. The news for, for the program changes on the hour. You can apply. I, I don't know if anyone's actually received money yet. One of the issues is they put it through the SBA, and I guess the SBA, the Small Business Administration, or is it association? I don't know. They, they aren't staffed to handle this. But to actually get the loan, you have to go through a bank that is SBA approved. And from my understanding, the banks weren't ready for this. And I was even reading a, a Wall Street Journal article today that was really interesting. And it was talking about how the banks don't even really want to loan this money out because they're not making enough on it. Right. So, so the banks are the one that are having to loan the money out, not the government. The government gives the banks the money to loan out. And banks don't want to loan it out. Right. Because it takes staff. Correct. And they don't make enough. And the, and, interest, then, and the interest charged on the loans isn't enough to make it worth their while, basically. And then I also heard that they don't want to lend it to riskier businesses. They want to lend it to businesses that are solvent. But then the ones that need the money the most are the ones that are they're a little bit more risky businesses, it sounds like. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that, though, is they specifically put no, you know, risk qualifications into the, am I eligible? Can I get a loan? Right. For that exact reason. And now the banks aren't doing it. I'm sure there's an easier way to do what, do what they're doing right now. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, this has been nothing short of a disaster. Yeah. I think if you're a business owner and you're looking for this money right now and, and maybe you're struggling to, to file for it, um, that that's not um, unusual right now. Everyone I think is having trouble for it and it sounds like it is taking a very long time and they're still trying to work out the kinks. So keep trying to do that. If you, and when you do get this money, what can owners use this money for? Or do they have to use this money for certain things? Josh, you want to take that one? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so once they actually receive the money, what the money can actually be used for is payroll costs. Um, it could also be used for interest on like a mortgage for the business. Uh, also rent, utilities, and interest on prior loans that were established uh, before February 15th, 2020. Um, I'll let you kind of take the next portion of that map though, but using it for these specific needs will help qualify for forgiveness, which is what I think one of the biggest benefits uh, to this program. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the kind of the golden goose of the loan, right? is a large portion of it is a forgivable loan. So we were talking about free money right here. Um, so if you spend on qualifying expenses, so like Josh was saying, the payroll, the mortgage, the rent, the utilities, you could get a large portion of the bill forgiven. And Josh, I forgot off the top of my head, but wasn't it like 80 or 90% of your loan gets forgiven? Yep, you got it. 
So there is, though, one kind of, uh, you know, catch here. And that catch is you got to keep your employees or rehire them after this to get forgiveness. You, uh, so you can't fire everybody, take the loan, use it to pay your rent and utilities, keep the lights on, kind of keep the business going and then not rehire anyone and get forgiveness. So if you're planning on firing someone as a business going into this thing or not bringing them back because they were just not a good employee, are you stuck with them to the end of the year? That's a good question. Um, And actually that, no, theoretically you can lay them off. You can rehire somebody else at the same pay. So when you say this money has to be used for this cost, does that mean that when you get the loan, you have to stick it in another account that you're only going to pay these expenses out of? Does it get commingled with the rest of your money? How, how do they prove that this was used for these items? That's a good question. And that's one of our tips for, for business owners is if you do get this loan, open another account so your paper trail is easy and pay your qualified expenses, your payroll, your mortgage, interest, or your rent or your utilities out of that specific account for this two-month period. That way you're not commingling expenses that aren't qualified and gives you a greater chance for a higher percentage of forgiveness. Is that correct? Correct. And if you think it's hard getting the loan, I can't imagine what the forgiveness uh, process is going to be like. Yeah. The documentation that they're probably going to want to see and the proof is probably going to be pretty significant, correct? Absolutely. So another question that I kept thinking about are what are the terms on this loan, Matthew? So again, this is something that's been changing a lot. And uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, April 8th. The program started on Friday, April 3rd. And a few hours before they started the program, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin changed the interest rate. So it was up to 4%. Currently, I believe it's at 1%. But it could have changed you know, in the last few hours. I just don't know. Your payments are deferred for six months. So you don't actually have to make a payment on the loan until six months after you receive it. And it matures in two years. And I think that's one of the other things that's potentially changing. It seems like as, as much as we're starting to understand the payroll protection program, they change it. So I, I think keeping up to date on the payroll protection program is another part of, of your process um, when, when applying and, and seeing if this is right for you. And when does it sound like they forgive the loan? I mean, at what point do they make that decision? I'm not sure. I know you're supposed to apply for forgiveness after the two and a half month time period, right? That's where they got the 2.5 from. Uh, I'm not sure how fast they'll get it forgiven. I haven't read about that. I, I think a lot of these questions probably are questions that a lot of people have. And I think that everything is so unique right now that I don't even think they have all the answers already figured out, obviously, because they can't even get the program up and running yet. Yeah, this is this solution, this kind of program solution thing is changing, uh, you know, on the hour. It's, it's a very fluid situation. So how do I get or receive a paycheck from the protection loan? Josh, you want to grab that one? Yeah. So it's first come, first serve right now. Um, so hopefully your lender um, and, and what we've seen is contact your existing bank. Obviously, banks are more likely to, to lend to their existing customers. Um, and they have to be an SBA lender. And Matt, it's Small Business Administration, so you had it right on there. And so contacting them, um, getting that, seeing what their process is and, and to get started. Um, and again, you can use banks, uh, credit unions, business lenders. I know you guys had already mentioned one of them, Lendio, um, that you had was a good resource, not only a resource, but a 
place to apply with as well. Um, it's just right now it's, you have so many people, business owners applying that the system's bogged down and not enough staff to actually assist everybody. And everyone's working for the most part from home. So uh, you're just getting a traffic jam on the business lending freeway right now. I heard some tips too right now are um, it's probably best or you have the best chances if you work with the business bank and you have your accounts there to try and go with the bank that you work with. Is that what you've heard also? Yeah, that's what I've heard. And typically like if you're already working with a business bank, they're just more familiar with the SBA process and working with them. Um, if your bank isn't too familiar or just doesn't do a lot of business lending, that process is already kind of, tired and kind of hasn't been updated in a while. Um, so working with someone that has already been practicing business lending, like if your bank is a business bank, is just going to be that more helpful at this time. And I heard that CPAs are also um, working on this also. So if you have a CPA, it sounds like you could use them also, but I think they're running into the same challenges. I think one of the benefit of using your CPA is if you as a small business owner don't actually control your own books or you have an accounting company do it, there is documents that you're going to need to pull up and submit to file for the loan. And you're going to either need to grab that from your CPA. And if they are offering a service to go through and try and file this for you, that might be a benefit if, as long as it's cost effective. But I know, I mean, obviously, regardless of who you funnel through, it's going to have to go through the banking channel regardless, right? Yeah, that's a good tip. And then lastly, Matthew, what are some tips for business owners? Uh, well, like we said earlier, if you do get the loan, open a separate account, put the money in that separate account, and only pay for the qualified expenses so you can get forgiveness. Uh, apply early, right? This money is limited and businesses are lining up. Uh, I'm of the opinion, and they're already starting to talk about it in Congress for I don't know what stimulus we're on. I think we're on phase four, that they are going to get more money for this program because it is so popular and they want to get money in the hands of small business owners. But essentially, get in line, apply early. Um, independent contractors and self-employed can apply on Friday, April 10th. So that would be this coming Friday. If you lay off an employee, rehire so you can get um, forgiveness. The forgiveness is really what makes this free money. And then finally, Again, don't just listen to this podcast and think, hey, I'm a business owner. I'm going to go apply for this free money. Consult with your CPA or your accountant or whoever, your, or your banking professional, whatever. Consult with someone because taking a PPP loan can affect other relief provisions that were passed in, in the act that we're not going to talk about today, such as the employer retention credit or even the deferral of payroll taxes. So you kind of got to know which program is best for you. It sounds like the best way to find out is to talk to an expert on, I guess, I don't even know if you can call them experts right now because everything is so fluid, but talk to someone that's up to date on the program so that you know which one's best to apply for. Because if you apply for one, you, you, you're probably um, out on the other options. Is that right? For, for my understanding, yes. Yeah, and I think it's important to just reiterate there is a portion of the PPP program that isn't forgivable depending on your approval uh, approved amount. So again, just another reason why um, to consult with someone uh, before you know going forward and, and knowing your situation um, well, so you don't run into consequences later down the road. Yeah, and we to our our people that are listening to this who are business owners, uh, we are staying up to date on this information. So if you do have questions, I mean, feel free to go on our 
website, you can schedule a call with us and we can talk to you about what we do know in specific, find out a little bit more about what your business is looking for and can probably offer um, a way to talk through some of these options with you. So that is another way to get in contact with us. If you just go to rpawealth.com and schedule a call with us and, and we can try and help navigate through some of this as we're learning it daily also. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Retirement Plan Playbook. I'm Brent Pasco. I'm here with Matthew Thiel and Joshua Winterswipe. If you enjoyed our show and want more information, um, you can visit us at retirementplanplaybook.com. You can also get our show notes there and leave us a review on uh, our podcast. Uh, but for any questions, please feel free to reach out to us either directly or through our website and schedule a call. And uh, thank you for listening. Wish everyone uh, a great one. RPA Wealth Management is a state-registered investment advisor located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. RPA Wealth Management may only transact business in those states and jurisdictions in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. A copy of RPA Wealth Management's current disclosure statement, Form ADV Part 1, containing RPA Wealth Management's business operations, services, and fees is available by accessing the SEC's Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website. RPA Wealth Management will provide Form ADV Part 2A from Brochure and 2B Brochure Supplement to interested parties upon request. Information provided on this podcast should not be construed as a solicitation or offer or recommendation to acquire or dispose of any investment or engage in any other transaction. RPA Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personal investment advice or financial planning advice through its podcasts. RPA Wealth Management podcasts are intended for information and educational purposes only.